Yo, what's up? Welcome to the Carcino for Life podcast. Once again, we're getting right into it. We're going to talk about Draymond Green and his behavior with Steph Curry. We're going to get into a lot of different things. Um, Kevin Durant, man. I mean, he's like a chick with a skint knee. You know, it's like, dude, you haven't even played in like a year and you're still crying about what happened with Golden State. You're already on another team. How about what's happening in Brooklyn? What's happening with the Brooklyn Nets? Your team that you're on, you're no longer with the Golden State Warriors. You know, that's where you got two NBA championships from. Why are you still crying and complaining about what the media said and they kissing up the Steph Curry? Who gives a damn? You got two MVPs from the finals, two NBA championships from it. I'm like, what the hell could you have? I want to have those problems. (laughs) You know, let me have those problems. You know, it's like people are very ungrateful of some of the things that they have in life. And you're starting to see a reoccurring theme with Kevin Durant. You know, when people take things for granted, it's right in your fingertips. What are you complaining about, dude? Like the mayor of Tampa, too. That's just another topic. The mayor of Tampa. Talking about Tom Brady being in the park. Tom Brady should not be in the park. If you don't sit your you-know-what down, nobody worried about you. All these millions of dollars he bringing to Tampa, you'd be lucky if you got a damn job. You better sit your ass down somewhere. You messing with Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady. You want Brady to say, okay, you know what? Screw it. I'll go play in Vegas. Think they gonna talk about Tom Brady being in the park? What the hell you mean? It's a lockdown. He can't. He, Tom Brady can go any damn way he want to. He can screw the governor's wife if he wanted to. He making millions of dollars and he giving you guys a Super Bowl chance. The odds of them just keep rising now. I didn't even know why I was that low. I'm glad I got my bets in. It's on. Now that Gronk's there, this man must don't must not be a football fan or something. You know, to, to to even think about screwing with Tom Brady while he's out there trying to help you win a championship, that's just moronic to me. But you know, can't please everybody. So that's that. It's a lot on the table. You know, as you are, hopefully you guys have all subscribed to the YouTube channel, Carcino for Life. You know, we always do something on the podcast for the guys who are out there driving. They're driving their vehicles and they need something to listen to while they're driving. You know, all my truckers out there got all that dead head layover. Or people might be at the office and just, you know, don't have a chance to really listen to the show. Thank you. Appreciate your support.
Shouts out to Sal Jr. too at Galati's Pizza. Sal Jr., you amazing person, man. And now you out here fighting fires, man, doing what you always wanted to be. So I appreciate that. You know, it takes a lot to walk away from the family business. Well, he's still a part of it, but still, you know, he wanted to make his own claim. He's like, look, I want to fight fires. And I'm like, okay, I, me, I've run away from the blaze. He wants to run towards him. Good luck to Sal Jr. And speaking of Galates, I might have to go stop over there and get some need. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, everyone's talking about the Michael Jordan documentary. Jordan documentary! And LeBron's been quiet as a church mouse. You can hear that boy piss on cotton. He is tired, tired, tired of everybody dogging him. I mean, they dogging him. They using this documentary as an avenue to just dog LeBron James. And he knew it was coming. You know, like, he's just like, look, it's off and have come like a storm. So I might have to just take a break from social media. And I'm like, if that's all it took, they should run a 365-day a, a Jordan marathon. It'd be Michael Jordan, 365. I'm like, that's all it takes to get LeBron James off of social media. Then we should all do that collectively. Just post Michael Jordan highlights all damn day. Anything to keep him away. I'm like, we don't need this guy doing anything. I've never seen an athlete at his level beg for the spotlight so much that they got to be in it 24 hours a day. Have you ever seen an athlete that's supposed to be the best in the world do that? I've never seen Steph Curry. I've never seen... Michael Jordan, never seen Kobe Bryant, Isaiah. None of these guys really did all that. They never said, hey, you know, I'm going to be on my profile all the time. They they have people posting them 24-7. So I'm like, that's why I'm, it scratches my head. I'm like, ESPN is posting you. NBA is posting you. Why the hell you got to come on Instagram Live for and shake your butt? Who wants to see that? And for what? You ain't getting enough spotlight? There's plenty of other people out there who deserve that shine. Let them shine. Let them be great. I don't know. It is nuts. Right, I'm just trying to survive. <clears throat> like my, my buddy said, man, I'm just trying to survive out here, dog. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. This game is crazy. It's been crazy for a while. So people just trying to survive out here. Yeah, no. Well, you know now. <laughs> so without further ado, Carcino the Goat. Say, let's get into this Draymond Green, Steph Curry situation that you keep asking me about. Don't forget, you can hit my cash app up too. 
Carcino's the name on the Cash App, K-A-R-C-E-N-O. If you want to support the page, blessings to all. <laughs> What's up? It's your boy Carcino here, and let's get into it. Now, many of you don't understand. You know, this Draymond Green and Steph Curry thing has been going on for a few years now. And here's what I mean. Because this is the truth behind the Steph Curry and Draymond Green beef. All right. This goes back to the beginning. That's the only way you're going to get something in clear understanding as to what, you know, everything is going to. You have to go to the beginning of something. And shout out to all my Patreons. I know April, y'all said April, hands down, has been the best month. You know, I knew I, I had fire in March, but you told you you weren't prepared. And I know. You got two shotgun blasts in one day yesterday. And I ain't done. You know, I'm just finna now kind of take me down a little bit and we gonna come back to that. So don't worry. But yeah, you guys got a lot to digest. Because <laughs> it's going too fast. But yeah, you got some more explosions for the happen. Now, that was just to shut up the one idiot. Like, you running out of material. I'm like, what an idiot. Now, now his mouth on the floor. So now, moving forward, let's go to this. In 2014, that's right, 2014, Mark Jackson was the head coach. Draymond Green and Steph Curry were side-by-side And they were starting with Jack as the point guard. He was the, the point slash two guard. Now, Clay was coming off the bench. And he wasn't getting as much playing time in crucial situations because he was still developing. So Steph and Dre had a bond early on, before anybody else really. Harrison Barnes, Draymond, and, and, and Steph. They had an on-the-court bond, off-the-court bond. They were silly. They hung out. Everything was good. And that's what helped them gel the very next year. Because the next year's, Clay ends up, you know, moving into the position where he was in the starting lineup. You know, David Lee was gone. There was a lot of things changing from when Kerr took over. And when you saw the development happen in 2015, and they jump up from 50 wins to a 62-win it went from the bond of Dre and Steph 
to Clay and Steph, and they were nicknamed the Splash Brothers. Now, Dre didn't feel a certain way about that because Dre was close to all of those guys, even during the championship run. He was like the third Splash Brother, they would call him. He had very instrumental success, and everything ran through Draymond. So it wasn't like he was ostracized, and Curry did things to ostracize him during this run. They win the championship. Everything is wonderful and dub land. Now, second season. Everything is thriving. Draymond Green is having a record season where people thinking he's the most valuable player on the team. They're winning like every night. People are like, what is going on here? Can anybody stop the Warriors? They end up winning 73 games in the regular season and break the Chicago Bulls regular season record for the most wins in a season. Now they're going into the playoffs. And once they hit the playoffs, everyone in the in the free world is looking at the playoffs as a whole different entity now. The playoffs has changed. You know, um, you have a whole different environment happening. And people now are game planning to you know, beat the Warriors. Then Steph Curry gets hurt. You know, and then they got to try to win it without Steph for a while and hope Steph comes back, you know, and try to win these games. And Draymond stepped up. And offensively, the team, you know, they won games. They got past the first couple of rounds. But Steph wasn't 100%. So Draymond was the guy who was the real glue and the factor in this whole series, even when they got to the championships and played against Cleveland. Now, after this was done, you know, like during this whole like run, things were changing with the team. You know, things was changing between Steph and Dre. Steph looked at him like a brother. Dre felt the press and the people around weren't really giving him the respect he deserved. So now, after this was done, you know, after the series is taking place, they're going up 3-1. Draymond is on his way to being the most valuable player of this series. People forget about that. Draymond Green had an unbelievable NBA Finals in that Cleveland series. He gets suspended for basically nothing. LeBron James stepping over him, who should have been hit with a technical, for stepping over Draymond Green the way he did. Gets Draymond suspended for game five and it threw a monkey wrench where Bogut got hurt in game six. Iguodala and Bogut was hurt in game six. They end up losing that. Then game seven was a free-for-all that they end up losing. So they became like the first team to lose up 3-1 in the NBA Finals. It tarnished their whole season and... It just hung over their heads. Steph Curry was still not 
So he couldn't do the things that he normally was doing. So it affected him. And because of it, all these guys took it into the next season. But all of it fell on Draymond. If Draymond didn't get suspended, if Draymond didn't get suspended, if Draymond didn't get suspended, so it's like all the weight was thrown on Draymond Green's shoulder. And he kind of felt like no one really went to bat for him. You know, Steph said it, you know, in an interview, like, nah, we all lost as a team and blah, blah, blah. But it was, like, small as compared to how he would defend the teammates. If any type of criticism was going down, Dre was always the one to take up and be the vocal leader. Clay didn't really come up and defend him as much as he hung out with Clay during those first two years. And Steph didn't really come in and do that. And every time in the offseason, Draymond would have something, Steph really couldn't be a part of it anymore or wasn't allowed to be. As Aisha started to come into the picture and become more vocal about him spending more time with her and away from the team. Like, he had his group of friends that he hung with that weren't the players. That wasn't Clay. That wasn't Draymond. She, and all she was doing as a wife was saying, you guys are single, you guys are wild, and I don't want my husband hanging out with y'all. And Dre didn't like the fact that the way she got rid of Rod's gold. And he blamed her for that. And was like, you know, she a bitch. So it was, it was in that nature, but... It was a whole situation that was getting ready to implode. Steph is a married man with structure. He got kids. He got a wife. She's going to want his attention. He can't really go and do certain things. And Dre had to understand it. But then he saw that, you know, Steph did this thing with Clay, and they did a whole special Splash Brothers, this and that. And... And it was supposed to be the Golden State Warriors and an interview session, and it turns into a Splash Brothers session. You know, and that's what he was, man, I could have stayed home. They asked me, like, two questions. I could have answered that over the phone. If you want Clay and Steph, just say you want Clay and Steph. Why are we all up here like we mannequins? So, Kevin Durant is coming over to the team in the offseason. So that alleviates a lot of things that people didn't know what was going on. But the dissension was there then. So when Kevin Durant gets there, him and Draymond conversations are about the same. That Steph has to prove it. Steph didn't have a problem. Steph was like, okay, I'll, I'll you know, I'm going to win. If we get Kevin Durant, that's only going to help us, you know, and everybody's all oh, that's that ego with Steph and Clay, they're gonna collide. That that wasn't the problem. Draymond was the guy that was fueling that. And Kevin Durant and Draymond has that same bitter behavior, you know, like that can't let stuff go. And they just called in and stuck in their ways. So when those two went at each other, because them both was on had the same mentality towards everything. Man, it's this media, man. They just be kissing up, man. We know you to go. You know, like, and all that. Then when Dre mad at him, he called him a B. Man, buddy, know you a bitch. So 
Once that happened, then Durant gets into his mama boy feelings and he can't let it go. That's the way you really think about me. You know, like, why am I here? I'm just going to do what I got to do and get out of here. But when they first won the championship, the second year they won the championship, Kevin Durant was fighting with the critics, as he still is now, and he's taking that out on his teammates because they write positive about Steph but negative about Kevin. And so he's blaming the Warriors, and then he's taking it out on Steph. So they never really had a real relationship like that. But they were cordial whenever they spoke and everything else they did in the gym. But outside, you know, Steph realized that KD wasn't trying to have that type of relationship with them. And, you know, he wasn't really trying to force it anyway because he get to spend time with his wife and his uh, circle that he got for his team, which is his best friends from where he's lived. And, you know, it's just that's Steph's bubble. So it's just hard for them to understand that, I guess, sometimes. And I've had friends like that who, you know, one of our friends get married and they life change. And they understand it, but then they don't understand it. It's like, man, you can come outside sometime. Damn. You know, like, like, damn, you can't come out and she got to come with us? What kind of bull crap is that? Don't she got some girlfriends? <laughs> so, what really aggravated Dre, I think, where he really started feeling like a certain way, and he was having blow-ups on the court with Kerr, is that Kerr and Steph was having a relationship where it was very cordial. They speak to each other, and whenever there's a problem, Dre's the only one to speak up. And him and Kerr get into a yelling, screaming match in the locker room to the point where they were going to trade Dre. And they talking about getting him out of town, and, like, we can't deal with this guy anymore. Now everybody wants to blow me up. So they talking about getting this guy to town. Thank you. Now they talking about getting this guy to town. Like, we got to get this guy. We got to move him. We cannot keep this guy in town. Draymond's going to get moved. And Steph wasn't really trying to stay in the way of that. And Dre felt some more type of way because Clay was like let back in the circle with hanging out with with Aisha, Steph, and there's Clay and then Aisha's friend. But Aisha's trying to hook Clay up with her friend, you know, so they could have like a relationship. Since Clay was on a high haters with the girl he was dating. You know, we already went through that before. But when Draymond see, oh, he can hang out with Clay. You know, so LeBron saw all this from the side and started weaseling on in so he could break that team up because that was the only thing standing between him and getting the NBA championship. Now, if he was to take their most valuable piece and Draymond Green and, and turn his head upside down, skim some wine, hey, man, you want to try this new wine? Yeah, man, it's, man, it's a bad mother. I think you would like it. Take a sip. Take another sip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come to my barbershop, man. You should sign with us. See, it's about your legacy. See, they getting all the credit and everybody kissing up the stuff. Anybody talking about you, though, you the one who won no championship. Yep. 
Then God, I saw it, man. I played against you. I'm like, man, that's Draymond, boy. He can run the whole court. Man, thank you, man. I don't even get my credit, man. See, that's why I like you, bro. You know, I thought you was a big. But now, you alright. <laughs> Pull me another glass. Y'all yeah, sit in this barber chair. It's nice. So, here was a chance for Draymond to really shine. And he didn't. And he wasn't shining. This has been a very struggling year. He's trying to enforce and coach other players on the team to be great. And at the same time, you know, he's playing through injury. And he felt like he's not getting credit for it. So then he said, you know what, I'm just going to sit out. Like they were blaming him for the Kevin Durant and thing. Why don't you shut up, Draymond? And he was like, you know what, I'm hurt. Why am I playing while I'm hurt? I'm going to sit out. So the whole chemistry was done at this point. And people didn't realize how broken the chemistry was with the Golden State Warriors. It was broken from within and a person on the sideline who played for the Lakers, went to 23, that guy got in the head. So, it's sad. You know, teams break up. The Jacksons broke up. The Beatles broke up. Fat Boys Everybody break up. But we'll see. Will the Dre and Steph be able to have that on court magic that they've had for all these years? Will they still be able to perform that? Or will it all implode? Anyway, don't forget to donate and hit up the Cash App. Or you can hit me up in the stream lab by clicking the link in the description box. And if you want to join the uh, Patreon, the link is in the description box also. The Carcino for Life Patreon is on fire. And the podcast is cracking. Deuces. Yeah.